This is the new and improved forgiveness. I just want to apologize so to you sorry. again, tell you how I'm sorry I am about the mistake. And if there's anything at all I can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Come along, Howard. Time for your lobotomy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Pickleball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cowley. This week's episode, we're talking about the Selkirk Red Rock Open out in Utah, which is a little bit higher up in the mountains. If you're wondering what Utah looks like, well, here's the view. We had to stare at this tree all weekend long. We got to know it very well. But more importantly, we had a lot of good matches. We're going to talk about some of those right now. Uh, We'll talk about some of the fun things I noticed this week. But before we get to that, if you guys could just do me a favor, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, And now that we got that out of the way, let's start breaking down some of these matches and talk about what we saw this weekend. So the first match we had on Championship Saturday, not Championship Sunday, because this Sunday's Easter, and we don't play pickleball on Easter, unless you feel like it. Uh, but the pros don't, so that's why we had everything kind of shifted over a day early. Um, and the first match that we had was singles for women's, and it was Catherine Parento against Salome Device. Um, And as you can see, the score here was pretty much like that the whole time. Uh, Parento just crushed uh, Salome Device, which I think a lot of people like. There's a lot of reasons to not like Device. Um, I'll tell you my personal reason why I'm not a big fan of her. You know what? I won't even tell you. I'll just let you listen yourself. She certainly does with the depth of her own ball because then if she does that, you will not have Catherine deciding how the point's going to be played out. Okay. Do you guys hear that? Can you guys hear what she's doing? Every time she freaking hits it, she It's like, oh my gosh, we get it. You played tennis before you played pickleball. Oh my gosh, I can't stand it. Here, we'll play it again. Uh, it's like, There's what is that sound? What Catherine are you doing Perrin. there? I don't even watch tennis, but I remember a lot of like the highlights I would see of tennis would be like someone making like a moaning sound, but it always sounded, uh, I mean, I don't know. It didn't sound so off-putting as this. It was like, ah! It sounded like they were just putting a lot of effort. I don't know what she's doing here. Is it like something to get her focused? It's so distracting for everybody else. I literally can't watch these matches because I can't stand the sound. It's so annoying. What do you even call that? Is it like a moan or a groan? Anyways, Salome DeVite, not a big fan of you just because you did that. If you didn't make that sound, I might be a bigger fan. Um, but uh, even if you like her or you don't dislike her because of that, uh, she's getting a lot of flack, especially this weekend because Leia Jansen accused her of playing with a delaminated paddle. Um, and I gotta be honest, I just learned what a delaminated paddle is like a few weeks ago when Ben John started talking about it. I guess it's like when the like paddle comes out, it's like glued to the core, the surface of it. And then over time, like if you use it a lot, it kind of separates. And then it basically creates this like trampoline effect with the ball. Um, So I'll actually show you uh, a clip um, from the day before Championship Saturday 
or not the day before, on Wednesday when they played singles, Leia Jansen was furious uh, while playing here. So here, let's check that out. Okay, so watch this point. Listen to what Leia Jansen says after it. First off, a rocket. Point. She says the paddle. Are you kidding me? And conversation about the paddle in the hand of Salome Davidze. Apparently so. So it started there. I mean, the score is only 3-2, and she's already like, yep, it's that freaking paddle. Um, so the game went on, and you could tell that Leia Jansen was clearly furious about it. Uh, and, I mean, who knows if she ended up losing that game because of that. Uh, I will say that I did uh, go into the chat, uh, the live chat of the YouTube uh, stream um, on one of the following days on doubles, and Davice was in the chat, and people were giving her shit. They were like, hey, what's up with that delaminated paddle? And her defense is that she's in Utah, which is high up on the mountains. There's less air pressure, and that's why the ball travels faster off her paddle. She says that she hits it with a topspin, and when there's less air pressure, it's going to go really fast. That does kind of make sense. So I don't know, maybe, but... Well, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Anyways, they ended up getting the paddle tested afterwards, and we'll find out soon in a couple days. There's no easy way to test if a paddle's delaminated. I don't even know. Do they, like, open it up and check it out? If so, do you just, like, break somebody's paddle that they have? That would kind of suck if everybody just kept calling you out on your paddles and you just keep losing them because people just are mad that you're playing well, you know? If she is playing with a delaminated paddle, I mean, sure, I guess that's against the rules. And if it's against the rules, then fair enough. Like, fine her or ban her, I don't know, or whatever you got to do. I don't know what the rule book says on what the punishment is. Um, but if it's not, I mean, Leia Jansen looks a little bit silly right now, you know, just kind of complaining about something that might not be there. Apparently this has been a big thing. There's been a lot of people tweeting about it. I mean, I got Leia's Twitter pulled up right here. You'll see, she says right here, pros know when their paddles delaminated. It plays like a rocket ship and it sounds different. If you knowingly use one, sorry, you're guilty of cheating. Eventually, there needs to be forfeits and suspensions of this. It's a mockery. She even went on to say, right now, in my opinion, cheating is reaping major benefits with paddles and PEDs. Back when Zane Navratil develops a skill that he worked on diligently for months, the Zane saw serve, or the chainsaw serve, uh, organizations shut it down. This is just becoming a laughable joke. So she's been very vocal. Um, she even slid in my DMs because she got upset about a meme that I shared on my story. So here, I'll show you real quick. Open play pickleball, by the way, openplay.pb. Uh, hilarious meme account. You guys got to go follow that if you're not already. Very low on the followers. We got to get them some more followers. Uh, but they had this hilarious meme. Check this out. <laughs> Leia Jansen showing up with a laminated roll uh, to laminate if it's delaminated. I thought that that was hilarious. And then I shared it on my story and then she blew up my DMs. Uh, she did say to me, what about Ben or Zane? Just like acting tough with females. They're illegal. Call out males too. Well, Leia Jansen, I will call out males too. I'll call out females. I'll call out whoever I want. I don't care what gender they are. Like, why would I care about that? Fuck it. If Ben Johns is using a delaminated paddle, then fuck him. He should be called out too. Or Zane. I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to know who's playing with a delaminated paddle? You're just the only one talking about it. And I shared a meme. See, now I'm getting defensive like her. Anyways, I, look, if somebody's using illegal paddles 
or if they're playing with PEDs, if it's against the rules, then fine. Like we should call them out on it. Personally, here's my stance on it. I don't think it should be illegal. I think take whatever you want. If you want to take steroids, take steroids. If you want to take meth, take meth. If that helps you focus, whatever. That's your body, your choice. Do whatever you want. You know, if you want to use like a freaking metal aluminum paddle, well, I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit overkill. But like, how are we supposed to police all this shit? You know? But again, here, my thing on that too still is, with all that being said, if the PPA has a rule, that needs to be followed. Because that's definitely not fair that some people are following rules and some people aren't. I just personally don't think that there should be so many rules on it. Like, let people do what they want to do. It'd be awesome to see a bunch of players on Adderall all just super focused and locked in, you know, playing their best. Maybe even if it's not technically natural. Um, but anyways, let's go back to the match. And speaking of PEDs, I felt like that's really what this single match that we were watching, Catherine uh, Parento and Davidse, to me, I, I, I got to be honest, I thought about it the last episode that I did. I think it was the last episode, maybe two episodes ago. I think that maybe CP is the one that everybody's thinking does PEDs. I don't know why, but she's stepped up real hardcore recently. Um, and it's just like super like locked in and focused and has this like all this energy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just assuming, but this match to me just feels like PEDs versus delaminated paddle and PEDs won, I guess if that's what actually happened, but it's all guess. It's all speculation. And it kind of worries me because now there's like this big witch hunt going. It's like, who's taking PEDs? Who's using delaminated paddles? Who's doing both? You know, is Tyson McGuffin taking PEDs? He was just hurt. He was out forever. And now he's back. We'll talk about his match that he ended up winning gold on. Uh, but man, it's like so hard to tell. And I don't want to just sit there and drug test everybody. But I mean, hey, if that's the rule and that's how we kind of figure it out, then yeah, maybe that's what's got to happen. Um, so I guess I'm pro drug test as long as it's everybody. You know, it'd be kind of weird to just target certain people. But it's also like how many drug tests are out there that cover all the different things. Like if, okay, maybe you find people taking Adderall, but like then they're going to take something else that like makes them locked in focus that doesn't come up on a drug test. And then you're going to keep playing this game. I don't know. Maybe that's just what you have to do, but uh, it just seems like a lot to deal with. Um, but anyways, regardless, the end result of this was Catherine Parento won. She got another gold. And let's be honest, it's because Annalie Waters wasn't there. Forgot to mention that. No Ben Johns, no Annalie Waters, no Matt Wright too. So that really changes things, but hey, uh, she still won gold, so congrats to her. I'm just happy she beat Salome Davidze, um, so that way we don't have to hear, ah! that's how she cries when she loses the match. Ah! 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 So annoying. Okay, so next up, we got the men's doubles. This was absolutely the best match of the weekend. If you've been on social media at all, following any pickleball accounts, almost everybody's talking about Brendan Long because he came out of nowhere. I mean, he wasn't even drafted by an MLP team. And then all of a sudden, this dude is playing with Tyson McGuffin. So the reason why he's playing with him is because James Ignatowicz dropped Tyson McGuffin to go play with Riley Newman, uh, which was an interesting choice, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But Tyson McGuffin was kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder, and he ended up picking up Brendan Long who turned out to be a stud. He was holding him down the whole game. It was incredible. This match went into five games, and even then it went into extra points afterwards. I mean, it was just such a close battle at the end. Nobody had any idea who was going to win. You know, no Ben Johns, too. That's always the little asterisk on it. Uh, so Colin is playing with Dekelbar, who I know that he's good friends with. 
The thing I noticed about it really is their chemistry. It seems like Brendan Long has got good chemistry with Tyson McGuffin and Colin. Well, he's been playing with his brother a long time. It's hard to kind of replace your brother chemistry-wise. So I'm going to rewind back to the semifinal match, Riley Newman and James Ignatowicz. I mean, when you compare body language of Tyson McGuffin and Brendan Long, who seem like they're boys, look, they high-five after everything, and James Ignatowicz and Riley Newman literally look like they hate each other. But here's the thing is that it's it seems like I've noticed that's with everybody Riley Newman pairs up with. They just like don't talk like Riley Newman's doing his own thing. And it just looks so awkward and uncomfortable for whoever he's with. Um, here, I'll even show you this one play. Like they just don't paddle tap. That was the only paddle tap they had right there. And it was accidental in the middle of a point. Uh, besides that, I mean, they like never high five besides that one right there <laughs> that was the only high five i've ever noticed uh, anything besides that they're just so like standoffish and it really just goes to show you that look riley newman is probably the best player this weekend here talent wise and james ignata which is great too uh he ended up winning gold and mixed so clearly he's doing something right but man if you don't click with your partner i mean it's setting you back you know skill can only take you so far but when you're under pressure you get uncomfortable and you need somebody that's going to put you back into a comfort zone. And Riley Newman just ain't that dude, at least not for him. Maybe he can kind of figure out with Matt, right? Uh, but man, it just looks like James Ignatowicz was really frustrated and really kind of did not have somebody to pick him up. Okay. So watch this, watch this sequence of events. It's been working. I mean, <laughs> there's the Riley Newman let it go meter that hit about 11 on a 10 scale there, but Ignatowicz he, played it. He literally screamed at him like he was about to die. Like, no, like, like I'll take the bullet for you. No, I got to rewind that. It's so funny. Riley. Six, eight. <laughs> and there's the Riley. <laughs> no. And then look, I mean, James is just so pissed at himself. And Riley doesn't come and say, hey, like, it's all good, next point, or anything like that. He's just like, yeah, you fucked that up, you know, but quietly, which is even worse. I'd rather him say, hey, you fucked that up, <laughs> instead of just not saying a word. And then look what follows, you know? It's like, how could you not be in your head and just drive it to him? And then they go, fuck, I'm just taking a timeout. But here's the thing to pay attention to. Watch this when they go to a timeout. You'll even hear the announcer say something about it. I was going to say, actually, I think James immediately just dropped his paddle and started walking, calling that timeout as quickly as possible. It's now a one-point game. As far away from each other as they could yeah, possibly be. I like to see two new partners. Are they doing anything to strategize? And they're staring off in space. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So I don't know. That stuff just proves to me that, like, when you don't have good chemistry and you're not connected with each other – you're setting yourself back big time. I mean, look, they made it to the semifinals, so clearly they're good enough to make it that far. But I think when pressure starts coming into play, you really need that. And man, Brandon Long and Tyson McGuffin really, really figured out how to gel well with each other. Um, so that was really fun to see. And it's just so funny, too, because nobody expected Brandon Long to be this good. And he was just dominating. I mean, part of it's like they were targeting him because it's not like you're going to go to Tyson McGuffin. You know, you know how good he is. So it's like, let's see what this Brendan guy's got. Turns out he's really good. 
Um, and it's just so funny because the PPA literally had no idea who he was. I mean, check out one of the posts on Brendan's Instagram. It cracks me up. <laughs> so he said, I think my graphic got lost in the mail, so I had to make my own. Super excited to be playing in the PPA Tour Red Rock Open this weekend with Tyson McGuffin and Vivian David. Old but good picture of me. You can tell it's older because I'm still using the Torna Tennis Mega Tech Rip, but have gone back to the XL original dry feel. <laughs> He literally drew this on Microsoft Paint because they don't have one of them. They're just like, who's Brendan Long? Who is he? What? Um, and then so when they ended up winning gold, he made this one right here. Ah, look at that. Brendan Long holding up the trophy. <laughs> so next up, I want to show the interview that Tyson McGuffin had after that match. Let's go ahead and hear how he felt about winning Courtside now with Cameron Blackwood. There's that damn tree again. Over an hour and 40 minutes. That match was right I just there. realized that. They had match point over there. Deckel misses the sitter. What are you telling Brendan here to win his first PPA title? Are you not entertained? So I've been losing to BJ and CJ, it feels like, since I've been in diapers, if you know what I mean. Uh, kind of a low-key fun fact, I haven't lost to CJ when he plays with somebody other than Ben. So uh, I came to take what was ours. So next up, we have our women's doubles. Uh, women's doubles has been awesome. I mean, it really is, like, one of the best events. Uh, and Leia Jansen, Alice Jones, Elise Jones? That's how you say it, sorry. Elise Jones and Leia Jansen, they're so much fun to watch. I've been liking Leia Jansen less and less as she gets a little bit defensive about this paddle thing. It's important to call it out. I get why she's going public with it, but I got to just say, I don't know. I think she's just being a little bit too like on the defense about it, but she's probably getting it from all different angles from so many people complaining about her saying shit. I think it's okay she's saying shit, but um, I don't know. She's something, something about it is just off a little bit, but regardless, she's uh, playing with Elise Jones and they're fun to watch because they're fun energy, uh, but here comes Etta Wright and Megan Dizon. And if you don't know, they play on the Seattle Pioneers in the Major League Pickleball. So they've been building their chemistry. They've been working together. So even though this is their first PPA tournament together, they know how to play with each other. And man, I mean, they did great. Megan Dizon made it to the finals a few weeks back. So she's been kind of climbing her way up. A little interesting tidbit too. Elise Jones used to partner with Megan Dizon. And she dropped Dizon to play with Leia Jansen because Leia Jansen got dropped by Catherine Parento. So it is just a drop fest. I guess that's just how pickleball works. You just drop people. You try to climb the ladder and play with somebody else. But that's what I'm saying is I don't think that that's the move. I think you got to just pick somebody who you really gel with, who you connect with, and then just dig in. And maybe you lose at first. You know, maybe it doesn't always work out in the beginning, but it's about the long term. You know, like find somebody that you could see playing with long term and then just go for it. Um, and hopefully we'll see Dazan and Etta Wright uh, in the finals a lot more. You know, granted, again, Annalie Waters wasn't there this weekend. So I don't know how they would have done with her in the, in the mix. But you got to take advantage of those tournaments where she's not there. You know, and they definitely did. They ended up winning gold. So good for them. This one did go to five games as well. So if you're going to go back and watch a match, Definitely watch the men's doubles, but equally as good was the women's doubles. This one was very back and forth. Hard to tell who was going to win. But, yep, Dizon and Wright ended up pulling it off. And I was rooting for them. I definitely was. Something about Dizon. I don't know what it is, but I really root for her. 
Probably because she's the best looking pickleball player out there. Don't tell my girlfriend I said that. She is. There's also something so wholesome about watching players do the final like post-game interview uh, when they're not used to being there. And it's like, it seems like it's just hitting them all at once. Like, oh my gosh, like I won gold. And now I'm doing like the interview that you only do if you win. Um, and I mean, like, it's just, it's kind of adorable to see someone like Edda Wright uh, get a little bit choked up as she's speaking. So here, I'll play it. Here. You guys were switching back and forth almost the whole match there. What was going on? I'm playing on a bit of a, a, a hurt leg, so just switching sides, just depending on how my leg was feeling at the time. Um, but Meg is a rock star, so we can play both sides, and I think it really helped today. So, yeah. There you guys have it. More to come from this team. I'm sure we're going to bring. I don't know. It just seems like she's just a little bit like, whoa. Um, so, yeah, it just makes me happy to see them win, you know? They're not, like, uh, super cocky or anything like that. Also, it's kind of hard to tell. Is that a big trophy, or is that dude just small? It's a big trophy, right? I think he's also small. But man, I mean, he makes it look really big. All right, so next up, we had the mixed doubles. We had Anna Bright and Big Papa Jimmy, James Ignatowicz. And they played uh, AJ Kohler and Jesse Irvine. Um, and I think this kind of goes back to really the theme of this episode, which is chemistry, you know? Seems like Big Papa Jimmy, Anna Bright, they've kind of figured things out. I mean, they ended up winning, right? They're looking real good together. Um, AJ Kohler and Jesse Irvine, eh, things just seem a little standoffish. You know, it's their talent that's kind of carrying them, it seems like. Um, and it just was not enough. I mean, you know, they brought this to three games, but uh, yeah, it was pretty much over from the beginning. I imagine that Anna Bright and James Ignatowicz are probably going to start making it to the finals very consistently. They'll probably be the team that we'll see play Anna Lee Waters and Ben Johns a lot. That's just my guess. I mean, who knows? It could be Matt Wright and Kovalova. Um, but I think that they could take them. I think that they're probably going to be a little bit better than them, uh, especially as time goes on. You know, I mean, Matt Wright's old-er, um, which doesn't really have too much of an impact on pickleball, but I don't think he's getting better, whereas them, they're, uh, Anna Bright and James Ignatowicz are getting better each in each tournament. Uh, so I really think that they're going to start being that team that just always consistently makes it to the finals. At least I hope so. I really root for them. I like seeing it. They got good body language too. Seems like they're getting along and playing well, which isn't always easy, uh, when you're in a relationship playing pickleball, uh, but they're doing the right stuff. So, so my favorite part of this match was this interview. <laughs> you guys got to listen to this one. James Ignata, which always kills it in interviews. Showing it out there at all. I would just like to know, know the discussion you guys had at breakfast this morning before you came out here. <laughs> Uh, we didn't have, is this like a reference to something? I don't, I don't think we had a dis dis I mean, we have our regular discussion. You know, it was my girlfriend. I talked to her, normal, normal thing to do. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I was so tired. Like, I'm still kind of breathing heavy and you don't really get tired in doubles. Like, come on, you know, it's kind of weak, especially because I'm, I'm 22. It's not normal to be like dying out there. But I almost, like after the second game, went to the bathroom. I actually threw up. Like, that's how tired I was. I just kind of hit it. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know why I'm rambling. It's because I didn't really sleep last night. I mean, you guys all saw the, the men's semifinals. I was just replaying all my misses over and over in my head. Like, I, I slept like one hour. Don't watch that match, by the way, if you want to think I'm good. Anyway, guys, check out my podcast, James Ignatowicz Podcast. It's on Selkirk TV, best company in the game. Let's go, Selkirk. Red Rock, Selkirk Open, let's go. And Tyson, too. Tyson's a beast, even though I'm, uh, yesterday he beat me. But, yeah, he's Team Selkirk also. I got to get him on the pod. Let's go. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, it's like that's pretty funny. I it's it's stuff like that that makes me really like him. Um, he just rambling on there, just like I'm doing right now a little bit. It's but. interesting too because it's like you could tell that James is trying to be a little bit friendly towards Tyson McGuffin. He's trying to be nice to him, uh, and I think it's because he feels bad because he dropped him. You know, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go play with Riley. And that decision ended up not working out so well. Um, and you know what? Let me rewind to the interview that Tyson McGuffin had after the semifinal win in that match where James played terrible, as he said. Uh, so here, let's listen to what Tyson McGuffin had to say about it. Yeah, I uh, definitely got dropped. Uh, that's what happens when you uh, drop me. Uh, that's what happens. No. Calls him out a little bit. Don't drop me. Otherwise, that's what's going to happen. So, uh, I mean, they seem like they're friends, but um, late little trash talking never hurt anybody. I like it. And speaking of Tyson McGuffin, he was in the finals for men's singles against Pablo Tellez. I think that's how you say it. Tellez? Tellez. Either way, uh, very surprising to see Pablo Tellez make it. Um, I gotta be honest, I didn't really know he was that good at singles. I don't know. I always saw him as like a doubles guy. He was lefty um who played with Stackstrud uh but yeah here he is I mean he was uh num ranked number six so obviously he's better than I realized uh, and he ended up making it to the finals but you know fell short Tyson McGuffin kind of cleaned up and did what he does best and good for him because I mean he even said after this match that he was considering stopping playing singles he just felt like he didn't have it he was pretty injured I guess he hurt his foot which interesting side note he hurt his foot now that he's got Skechers shoes, it makes me want to not get those shoes. I already kind of didn't want to get those shoes because they're all like pink for some reason uh, and weird colors. Um, but now that I know that he had a foot injury, it's kind of like, mm, is that maybe not a good shoe? Okay, there was one actually really funny moment from this match, and it was right here. So you'll see Pablo is trying to get the ball. Opponents, the crowd, and Tyson. He calls it too early. I will recall the score. I will recall the score. Are you ready? Six, seven. Making sure. He's like, are you going to wait next time until I'm ready? He was some. And after that, you. <laughs> and then screams at the ref after that point. He's like, yeah, take that ref. Let me just rip a drive and then just scream at you. I just thought that was so funny that he just was so fired up. He just screamed right in the ref's face. Let's rewind that. That's worth rewatching. Once that score is called. And after that, you always want. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, that is going to do it for the recap of our Selkirk Red Rock Open for the PPA Tour. Before we end the show, we are going to play a little game that we play every week. It's one of my favorite things to do. It is called Partner, Body Bag, Winner Off the Net. I feel like I use a different order every time to play the game. But you get it. It's like Mary Fuck Kill, except pickleball style. So I'm going to have three names that were texted to me, uh, which I don't know about yet. And I'm going to choose one to partner with, one that I would want to body bag, and one that I would want to hit a winner, like trickled off the net, you know, like where you go, sorry, not sorry, get it, like the show. Anyways, you get the point. It's thematic. All right, let's get the three names here and play a little bit of partner, body bag, winner off the net. So the three names that I had texted me are Brendan Long, 
appropriate for this week. Megan Dizon. Ah, and Pablo Tellez. Okay, good names. Don't forget to comment below who your choices are. I always, want to, I always like hearing what other people have to say about it. Uh, but anyways, all right, let me give you mine. So who would I want to uh, partner with? Who would I want to body bag? Who would I want to hit a winner off the net? Um, I definitely would not want to body bag Megan Dazan. I would feel bad about that. Um and I like Brandon Long because I think he's funny with his Instagram post. And he's really good. I probably want to partner with Brandon Long. He seems like a good partner. You know, it goes back to that chemistry thing. Like, me personally, I like partnering people who are like, hey, let's fi- high five after every point, whether we did something good or not. Let's just stay connected. Let's have fun out here. I play good when I have fun. Some people play good when they're like fired up. Some people play good when they're just like locked in and focused. You know, it seems like Ben Johns and J.W. Johnson, Dylan Frazier, they're just like, I need to just be quiet and focused. And that's cool. Some people have that style. But me, I think uh, someone like Brendan Long would, uh, would vibe right with me. So I'm going to partner with him. But that means that I have to body bag. Well, like I said, I don't want to body bag Megan Dizon. Um, I think, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem body bagging Pablo Tellez. How dare you yell at a ref like that? You deserve a body bag. So yeah, I'm going to body bag him. And then I'm going to hit a winner off the net on uh, Megan Dizon. And uh, watch her scramble to get that. That sounds like that would be kind of fun. Um, Okay, cool. So there you have it. Yeah, pretty simple. Partner with Brendan Long. Body bag Pablo Tellez. And hit a winner off the net against Megan Dizon. All right. Well, don't forget to put yours down in the comments below. Send me some uh, names that you think would be fun to go ahead and try. All right, well, that's going to do it. Thank you for watching Sorry Not Sorry. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and click that button. Just subscribe. You'll like it, I promise. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button if you liked it. Just don't hit the dislike button. That would really upset me, <laughs> especially if you watched it this far. Um, but anyways, we'll be back in a few weeks when there's another tournament up for PPA, unless I feel like making another episode based on nothing. Maybe there's some drama. There's always drama on Pickleball Twitter nowadays, so maybe I'll make another video in about a week. Uh, but until the next time I see you, have a great week. Thanks for watching. Bye, everybody. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgiveness.